my little project um, called Between Ideas and Subcultures. Um, today I want to explore uh, some ideas connected to Nassim Taleb and Peter Thiel. Uh, because uh, last weekend I wrote an article called The Talebian and Thelian Moment. Um, the article uh, is a play on words. It's, uh, the name comes from um, a similar sounding article, uh, the Straussian moment uh, that Peter Thiel wrote uh, after 9-11. Um, the idea of the article was um, uh, built around uh, the relationship of two philosophers, uh, political scientist Carl Schmitt and his long-term friend uh, Leo Strauss and uh, <coughs> and uh, Thiel added there his take uh, on, on the matter uh, and his kind of Girardian uh, sensibility uh, fighting uh, mimetic uh, violence fighting rivalry and uh, presenting Girard's uh, kind of solution to uh, the problem of scape, scapegoating and also presenting the problem. So the, uh, the Karl Schmittian idea is that now we are entering the, or back then in 9-11, we are entering the, the period of uh, politics proper where we know our enemies and we need to kind of uh, address our enemies, we need to draw boundaries, uh, draw lines. And then he kind of, uh, as a counterpoint, uh, he proposed the Lao Strauss kind of solution uh, of uh, indirect, uh, clandestine, esoteric power of uh, action. So like not doing something directly, um, but doing it more indirectly. And then Peter Thiel proceeds with his kind of take on um, reducing violence through uh, reduction of scapegoating. Um, and reduction of uh, rivalry and this uh, the problem of um, uh, mimetic, uh, mimetic, uh, mimetic rivalry so this is also the point of his uh, zero zero to one book uh, so it's like kind of uh, we have uh, the power of um, horizontal uh, globalization uh, like the, the power of copic Coping, uh, sorry, coping. So the copy, uh, copycats. So and then the vertical uh, power of uh, zero to one. So uh, some kind of uh, event that is unique that uh, never happened before. And um, so where there is some like leap or some space transition into some really ten x better technology and some kind of technology that allows a company to create a monopoly and escape the rivalrous copycat games or something like that. And the Talibian, mm, uh, Talibian moment uh, comes from black swans. Uh, Talib would say that this is not a black swan, this current COVID-19 pandemic, uh, because pandemics are rare, but they happen uh, periodically after some decades, after centuries. Uh, they they've ha they have happened in the past. They have happened in they have happened even in the very recent past. They um, uh, some epidemics that might grow into pandemics. So we had uh, some epidemics in the um, uh, like uh, one is was called uh, some Asian flu. Another one was from uh, Hong Kong flu. Uh, we had uh, some uh, Ebola outbreak. We had MERS. We had SARS before. We had nineteen eighteen uh, pandemic of. Uh, so-called Spanish flu. So, <coughs> and then there were some smaller, uh, smaller pandemics that we even don't know. The swine flu, I don't know, in uh, 2009, I think. I can correct. Um, so, there were uh, these periods, and uh, uh, with Talib, we can say that we, the end of uh, the the idea end of history as an idea itself ended so this is also the point of Peter Thiel he said that uh, this idea the end of history or the, the, the liberal order uh, won uh, the war of ideas uh, itself ended in 2018 uh, when Xi Jinping uh, became um, uh, became president for life but uh, right after uh, not <laughs> what happened in uh, December 2019 it's kind of uh, January 2020, we can see uh, these kind of outlines of the new world to come, the pandemics, um, 
brought um, another idea to to end, and this is the end uh, the end of uh, future idea. It's kind of uh, the central topic of Peter Thiel. some kind of uh, mm, inertia or some kind of uh, yeah um, for 50 years even Eric Weinstein talks about it uh, since the 70s we live in some kind of uh, future that just flows that we are passive towards it and uh, the, the Peter Thiel has this kind of um, model of four different futures so you can have a, a positive and a definite future uh, which was like the moonshot idea uh, in the 1960s where uh, you had one uh, big project uh, get humanity to the moon and you had tens of thousands of um, scientists engineers uh, different type of workers bureaucrats working towards one uh, one goal um, <coughs> As I would maybe say later, there, it's, there, there can be some critiques of this, uh, uh, not as an approach, but the goal itself to get into the uh, to the moon. For example, uh, Alexander Bard, another philosopher I follow, he says that this is a kind of a childish dream. It's not so productive. It's something like building pyramids. Uh, it's kind of like child pharaoh's dream dreams come true because it's not really that useful, right? It's like loads of resources. Uh, wasted but then there is not so much use like uh, ending poverty would be something more useful but ending poverty with some super high technology where you can grow your own food almost for free or something like that right so but then there is the counter argument to this uh, that okay maybe the indirect uh, maybe the direct goal was foolish but the indirect the secondary effects uh, of uh, pursuing this uh, moon uh, moonshot um, strategy secondary effects were uh, loads of innovations that came from this space industry at um, a boom in the 1960s okay but since the 70s since the oil shocks and something we kind of left the future uh, and uh, we kind of uh, we separated the world into developed so-called developed countries and developing countries and so the uh, it, uh, Peter Seals says that this implies that the developed countries are already developed so there is no future uh, we, it, I, uh, all you have to do is uh, just to mimic us as uh, I don't know uh, people in the West so mm, so uh, another kind of possible future is the future where you are uh, pessimistic and indefinite uh, so where you see uh, future as indefinite like always open but something it's just uh, not right it's gonna get worse but we don't know how worse and in what ways it will become worse so this uh, uh, pessimistic and in indefinite future is where the Europe is currently according to Peter Thiel so it's like people like to go on vacations but they don't uh, they don't invest much they don't save much it's just like they consume a lot okay now then there is optimistic and indefinite future of America so it's like it's always gonna get better but we don't know how so there is lots of transactional uh, relationships going on in the finance sector in the mm, uh, in, uh, in uh, like so the financial sector and the law uh, law moving some piles of money from here to there um, uh, exploring and exploiting various opportunities as they come as they go maintaining optionality so uh, Peter T doesn't like this kind of idea of like maintaining uh, all the options open optionality and this brings us um, to another possible future which is now pessimistic and definite this is the China uh, future where the Chinese they have some terrible moments in their uh, recent history uh, the most recent maybe were, was the cultural revolution of Mao Zedong where it's just some kind of like children playing gods bringing havoc uh, uh, protesting and attack, attacking the older generation um, some uh, hunger uh, famine that came out of it and 
because of that. So it was lo loads of trouble. And uh, so since then they ha they are in a kind of funny mo and strange mode where uh, they are saving like fifty percent of their income or something like that, and they are investing also a lot. Okay, they are not that much, and they are not consuming domestically. They are just producing, investing, and saving a lot, saving for the worse. And they are investing in U.S. treasuries, which is kind of interesting. You know, like they invest into those people who are optimistic, but they are clear vision so the the Chinese they have the clear vision they want to <laughs> their clear vision is they want to avoid uh, some catastrophe some uh, collapse so that's like their definite but very pessimistic vision according to Peter Thiel what we need is to go back to the back, go back to future go back to a place where there is optimistic but very definite moonshot kind of future so um, uh, okay so and with Peter uh, with Peter Thiel and with this kind of pandemic so I think this these kind of ideas of Peter Thiel's resonate now and they will resonate he's a contrarian similar to Talat uh, Nassim Talat so he's a contrarian for many many years uh, he's been talking about the same thing about the education system about elite university how they function function as some kind of nightclubs uh, um, with high entry and with limited um, capacity uh, artificially limited capacity and he uh, he was contrarian for a long time and he was proven right um, on many occasions so uh, Peter Thiel okay and Taleb uh, and his optionality so this is maybe where Taleb would differ from so has come kind of a maybe in some way different view uh, concerning optionality like you should keep uh, many options uh, open uh, by investing into many different projects but uh, investing in small sums uh, so if 90% of those projects fail you are not devastated okay so uh, probably you can reconcile this um, this uh, this particular difference but uh, what is important uh, with Nassim Taleb is basically his uh, his ethics and his focus on uh, preventing harm and uh, his focus on black swans so black swan is a, a term for tail and uh, tail risks uh, so it's like and for and for um, Pareto uh, Pareto view of the world so the Pareto world versus Gaussian world so uh, what we uh, see now is like a tail event uh, so it's a, like a large uh, rare uh, pandemic mm, we uh, we are suddenly thrown into chaos and we rely on our heuristics on our uh, intuitions on our immediate small networks uh, close friends of high trust relationships and here uh, Taleb comes into play because um, he recently published a paper called Principia, Principia Politica mm. and the idea is uh, that he proposes an alternative to a Kantian uh, universalism uh, that uh, our global order is built on it's like the universal values of this and that of everybody is, should be equal uh, which is right, it's true but everybody should be treated as let's say um, as being very as being the same right as a kind of like the McDonaldization of the world and uh, he proposes a quite an actionable uh, alternative to it which he calls fractal localism uh, where he proposes simple heuristics like a silver rule so it's not like the golden rule like treat others as you uh, as uh, you would like to be treated but it's silver rule is like don't treat others as you would not like to be as you don't want to be treated as you wouldn't like to be treated so uh, according to Talib this is a more robust rule uh, why it's more robust because um, you don't know how the other <coughs> people want to be treated but if you uh, it's like via negativa according to Talib means like you just avoid harm or you reduce some activity so if you don't if you're you're sure that you don't like to be I don't know um, harassed or you don't want to be uh, shouted at or you don't want to do this and that I don't 
they just don't go to Europe and to, and to others. So this is the same rule. Then of course we could uh, talk about some kind of something like a platinum rule, like treat others as they would like to be treated themselves, um, which might fit into the silver rule uh, idea. But according to Taleb, basically, um, uh, we mm, we live in a mm, uh, in a in a multi multiplicity of small subcultures and communities, and the governance doesn't scale well. So uh, one there is one thing to praise, let's say Singapore, Hong Kong, or to praise uh, Rwanda, or I don't know, or to praise uh, Dubai or some city states. Uh, or some small countries, relatively small countries like uh, Denmark, right? Um, um, yeah, I come from Slovakia, it was a small country, Slovenia is like twice as small as us. You know, so uh, like small countries, and there is of course this idea that uh, small samples, there is more variation in small samples, it's a very simple idea, but even like big guys like Bill Gates uh, burn billion dollars because of this mistake, they don't get the, the, the property wealth. Uh, but uh, it means that many small countries probably would uh, would be worse off, and uh, small countries would be like excellent, you know, because there is a sm uh, smaller sample of people, and the variance could be uh, large. So I don't know. Probably Lesotho or some other countries might not fare as well, uh, and then Rwanda might fail, fare be much better than the average because these small countries. But it's probably it's not true. Probably uh, there is something like the more the smaller countries might be better on average, but um, but the idea here, uh, according to Taleb, is that uh, governance or good governance doesn't scale well. Um, uh, okay, the, the, this this idea in this kind of like game B world uh, that I follow, uh, this kind of idea of like game A versus game B, like building some. A new kind of civilization bottom up from the sovereignty of individuals and from their um, local groups, teams of their Dunbar numbers. This is kind of obvious that the, uh, let's say, uh, transparency or uh, yeah, good governance doesn't scale much better past Dunbar number because then you can't easily check uh, people like how they are misbehaving, behaving, and and. Uh, Check like who, mm, then who is uh, being honest or something because you don't have let's say so many opportunities to to get to know people intim intimately and face to face and uh, to engage into face to face uh, interactions. So uh, th th this idea is kind of uh, s mm, simple. But then uh, Taleb proposes um, a whole new kind of uh, different types of jurist, uh, heuristics uh, ideas uh, what to do and what not to do based on, on this uh, his tiny book uh, for example creating institutions that has uh, which have a due date or like a sunset flow something like that um, various kind of ideas where you uh, it's kind of more robust because uh, you can have uh, it's kind of you can escape the monoculture of this universalism this Kantian universalism you can have various uh, let's say suburbs various uh, uh, city parts uh, with various cultures uh, coexisting together now if you don't like one culture because I don't know it's too conservative or the neighborhood you can move into a liberal a more liberal neighborhood and party there and uh, I don't know go to clubs and but if these guys they want to keep their um, city part uh, with a, a outs with uh, I don't know uh, less uh, less music less alcohol or something than beat maybe they're a bit boring for you so you can move somewhere else um, Okay, these kind of ideas uh, I recommend Tristis Principia Politica. Of course, then now I don't have many uh, many concrete proposals from Taleb from that book. Uh, now that they doesn't uh, come easily to my mind, but um, um, but it's quite novel and it's quite great. And uh, the moment, of course, uh, the the most important uh, Taleb's work is in the word anti fragility. 
and so this is like the ethics of uh, building not just robust but also resilient systems anti-fragility it's also some, uh, something that um, was well explained by people I follow uh, from this game B world like uh, uh, Jordan Hall where he distinguished er, distinguishes resilience from anti-fragility uh, in, a, in a way that uh, robustness is like being holding your ground when you are attacked when you are pushed you, you are unmoved so you are robust resilient would be like you fight back if something is bad and you fight you do some some you do some counter action but being anti-fragile would be something like inventing inventing kiboxing on the spot so it's like uh, so where the resilience uh, is more in the frame of uh, energy consumption and it's not just raw energy uh, anti-fragility is more in the information domain like you can actually repurpose some tools with new information uh, which is scalable uh, you know and then radically improve um, radically improve your performance thanks to some information let's say uh, some new psychotechnology to use another language of John Verveke um, or a stack of, uh, of psychotechnologies to improve your performance and then to be more anti-fragile and then becoming you know it's like a positive feedback loop um, various Groups, okay, uh, so mm, uh, okay, so the idea, uh, ideas behind what the Taleb's work uh, are quite focused on anti-fragility, on ethics, on skin in the game, on um, on like, uh, for example, he says that uh, okay, there there is much more corruption in the seems that there is more corruption in the in the local level or in the municipal level and he says yes exactly this is the point because the corruption there is more visible so it's more apparent uh, apparent and then you can deal with it because it's more visible on the local level and that's like the whole point so the corruption on in the muni municipal level is more visible but in the, the federal level or something it's like more sophisticated because it's like there is a, a lot of uh, rent seeking a lot of delayed actions for example you can pass some you can complexify some laws like make them too complex so uh, to understand or uh, and this creates loads of niches for rent seekers let's say for some consultants this and that uh, or you can approve some I don't know all these things you can do this and that and you can delay the, the negative the positive let's say negative effects of the future generations of um, into five years into ten years so uh, you can do more harm globally if you are at the level up um, and so this means that you should also there should be more precautions or uh, doing rather less than more and, and the higher up you go into in this kind of hier hierarchies so um, so basically very interesting idea what Taleb says is that you could be uh, a libertarian on, on, the uh, on the federal level you could be a, a republican in the state level uh, you could be a democrat in the county level could you be a socialist in the city uh, city level and you can be even communist in your local community or in the family level okay so it's like uh, uh, the idea of scale is central for Taleb so the governance doesn't scale well the good governance doesn't scale well that's one idea and then the scale as a central point and also the scale and the, the rate of change so it's like there is no uh, uh, if you say that you are conservative or you're liberal it's like what is the context of, of that saying like in what context and what is the rate of change we are talking about because everybody is maybe conservative or liberal depend depending on the context and on the, the rate of change maybe somebody like the rate of change there is there might be 
too fast rate of change for almost everyone. So almost everyone would be conservative in the context of this information or this rate of change, like if we are, I don't know, uh, um, yeah, some some things might be too fa fast for for anyone, like if we propose some changes that are really too 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 steep, everybody or probably almost everyone would be conservative. So this is like the idea that conservative, uh, liberal uh, or progressive conservative, it's like relative to what context and relative to what rate of change this is all again bringing complexity maybe into um, into this discussion and then the idea that scale matters a lot so you can be libertarian in the federal level you can be communist almost communist in the family and commu small community levels so uh, again this doesn't scale well but it's uh, so uh, governance doesn't scale well but also ideology don't scale well okay so you can be really liberal and on the federal level and communist on the um, on the family and very local level so neighborhood level okay you can share yeah <laughs> you don't need to be behave like a libertarian in, in your in your own family or in your neighborhood okay you, you can have a very close friends and you, you can have say right okay so and then now i'm bringing like maybe connecting these uh, two authors is like um, and thinkers uh, Peter Thiel and he's uh, getting back to the future uh, idea that the future that is positive and that is um, definite future so like having new moon shots but it would be <laughs> like earth earth shots <laughs> like focusing on mother earth or planet earth or whatever uh, maybe connecting space uh, industry with circular economy so having better satellites better monitoring of earth and then having um, a circular economy like new materials radically shorter uh, shortened uh, supply chains um, much less complex so this is what we need um, and Taleb we need ethics uh, new ethics and we need new focus on scale focus on um, uh, rate of change so this is important this is like the complexity kind of uh, perspective uh, on, on that so but then getting back to um, my article so okay getting back to future that's a Peter Thiel getting back to history it's like uh, Nassim Taleb and the history here or the old wisdom would be the, the wisdom focused on tail risks on preventing via negativa and focusing on like uh, reduction or uh, reducing your exposures uh, on some old grandma wisdom so this is like getting back to history and it's also uh, going back to the, the Straussian moments and to Lau Strauss and to uh, his fr another friend Alexandre Croger uh, or that's the, the friend guy who was behind that EU project as well and Hegelian uh, philosopher and he said that mm, history uh, uh, history stops or history ends when people no longer ask big questions and so I think that this pandemic COVID-19 brought us again to a period of time where loads of people are asking loads of important and difficult questions so okay the the, the, the end of history is when According to Crozier, when people stop asking difficult questions, now we entered again into a history because lots of people are asking lots of difficult questions. So then, in my article, I kind of uh, uh, went on to uh, connect these two thinkers because I think they are important, and we need to give them some lots of credit because they've been talking about these issues for a long time okay so Taleb was here before effective altruism Taleb was here before uh, game B and his ways of behavior and also maybe Thiel's some of Thiel's ideas might not be I don't know cor politically correct or um, that amazing like you don't need to buy the whole package of currency you don't need to buy the whole portfolio you can just cherry pick various ideas that you like but I think it's important to connect this two thinkers into our time but then fast forward and maybe 
uh, connect them to other subcultures so in another subculture is game b which comes from a santa fe institute and uh, people are not not really from the santa fe institute but from people who are connected with the santa fe institute uh, somehow and, and uh, so for from for this kind of culture or from this culture of cross sectorial collaboration between scientists various scientists artists and scientists between people from various domains and uh, focusing on embodied uh, experience um, okay so complexity um, uh, and it's different uh, so the complex domain is different for complicated domain and we have uh, thinkers like uh, Jim Rudd uh, Jordan Hall um, uh, yeah Taleb as well focused on complexity we have also uh, thinkers and here is like Nora Bateson, um, Bonnie Terror, uh, Tom Chi maybe, um, uh, even Dave Snowden again maybe here uh, in, the, in, in this, uh, this place. Uh, they, they focus more uh, on embodied uh, kind of sense of, of com uh, complexity. So it's like reading books about biking, we can read like tens of books about biking we will not know how to buy, uh, how to ride a bike you know you need to start riding a bike to know how to like this so this is what Tom Chi says so Tom Chi okay uh, Tom Chi and his rapid prototyping Bonnie Terror and his uh, her technique is about like collective action and collective trust building and Nora Bateson she has these like warm da data labs um, it's a kind of new uh, technique that I would like to explore uh, Dave Snowden and his Cinepon Canavan, uh, so Canavan framework um, uh, is distinguishing various uh, complex, uh, like complex, complicated, chaotic, and uh, uh, obvious domain, and then obvious, complicated, uh, complex, chaotic, and then uh, domain disorder. Yeah, so this is kind of a framework, but uh, Dave Snowden also is doing some. Uh, he has this uh, sense maker software uh, for weak signal detection and also for some kind of uh, new theory of change, like that is focused on more stories like these and less stories like that. So, so here in the, our very complex and chaotic situation of COVID nineteen, for example, we can track various micro narratives of people uh, and they can reflect and see like what they are having they are having the lack of some materials personal protective equipment or they are having lack of food or lack of movement and this and that and they're reporting on them you see and then uh, the, the this this theory of change in this complex domain would not be focused on some specific goal like we need I don't know uh, everybody to own uh, the, this type of machine or this and that or to become this type of person or what no but we focus on some kind of clusters of micro narratives and try to bring people from uh, one let's say bad place to a less bad place to a bit better place uh, and somehow just monitoring those narratives and shifting them a little bit um, somehow to see like what we could do as a theory of change to to increase the number of these slightly more positive uh, micro narratives as uh, adjacent possible okay so so then uh, but then for example Jordan Hall uh, recently he talked uh, he talked about uh, mm, the, the, that now is the time to fix our own pipes. Uh, what he means is that we lived in a world where uh, it's like a Game of Thrones analogy of uh, we lived in this King's Landing for a long time and now we kind of appear to be in uh, this Winterfell so uh, politics or uh, I don't know uh, identity politics eti uh, etiquette uh, eti focus on etiquette uh, some kind of uh, political correctness this and that seems to be out and we are now focusing on uh, 
ground reality meaning like if your pipe is broken you have like four types of responses that you can do like you can either fix your own pipe or you can hire a, a plumber to fix your pipe and when the plumber or you can call your landlord to call a plumber to fix your pipe and with in this third level of like Baudrillard Simulacra um, now it's the where the politics enter now you have to play some kind of narrative game uh, with the landlords to explain like why uh, your problem with the pipe is the priority for the house because the house might have loads of problems loads of issues uh, and the landlord might actually have many houses to take care of uh, why like why your um, why your problem has the priority so this is also the place with the po uh, pol uh, identity pol this is the place where the politics starts where the identity politics starts where like ah this is our issue as our community has this kind of problem we need to solve this and that okay and then yeah you can even go higher and just like a pure simulation of ideas like maybe <laughs> what i'm doing now but anyway no it's just like pure kind of i um, pure kind of lobbying advocacy and playing with concepts and just living in this kind of like wonky uh, area of totally disembodied uh, universally universalistic ideas big ideas uh, discussions about totally abstract and abstracted concepts and getting back to ground reality would mean fixing your own pipes okay so like maybe not focusing on like a hundred percent like you need to go hundred percent off grid you need to do this and that but just increasing a little bit the, the percentage of uh, of what you can do alone uh, with yeah so mixing the game a or the centrally centralized hierarchic kind of world with the bits and pieces of the the new world of the decentralized network based collective intelligences and that but mixing it with like little bit of off-grid energy little bit of vertical farming little bit of i don't know permaculture this isn't that it doesn't mean that you need to maybe switch 100 percent to everything because it would be really difficult but to be humble about it and to kind of let's say have a small progress like we can we want to get better every week like 10 percent better or every month you know 10 percent better that's something we want imagine every week 10 percent better you would get really really So these are like the idea of like uh, fixing your own pipes and then I continued in the article uh, with a kind of closing chapter that was a bit uh, difficult for me um, meaning like I was probably a bit tired or this is a bit too too much uh, for me to process and to put into words uh, but the, the idea uh, was like the, the in the original article by Peter Thiel there was Straussian moment there was uh, a small subtitle uh, called the city and the man city and man the city and man and I uh, created a new uh, or I the my last uh, not chapter but my, my last subtitle was like the city and woman and um, again was play on words but I, I wanted to express an important uh, idea there which um, which uh, which is uh, that uh, again getting back to scale uh, to Jeffrey uh, West's work on, on scaling so the biological systems they scale sublinearly which means that um, if you have an elephant or a big tree or something like that he consumes or it consumes less water per I don't know per cubic centimeter or year you know compared to the volume mm. uh, then if you have a small plant or small animal 
So there's like these kind of rates of change, like the massability rates and uh, the surface to volume ratios. And also it's like small animals. Yeah, we've seen this pasture for them. They're small, but then they die. They have shorter lifespan than big animals or have longer. Everything is a bit slower for them. They are more fragile, as Talib would say. Uh, but then, okay, so these biological systems, they still sublinear them. So this is also what Tom Chi says, like, uh, he says that the problem is not overpopulation because uh, the, the mass of ants and what they consume, the ants, what they consume is even more than people, than, than what people consume. With, with, with ants, they provide fewer uh, environmental services, not fewer, but meaning like on balance, uh, the, they are like positive sum. Uh, so the more ants there are, the better their nature, mm. the better the nature has it. So the, they can really support these environmental services because they give more, they regenerate, they give more than they take. Okay, so uh, the humans, on the other hand, they consume more than they provide the nature to. So it's kind of unsustainable and more and more fragile. And then we have more and more people, let's say, yeah, the, 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 the population doubled over a couple of decades. The problem is that, okay, yeah, overpopulation is a problem, but the problem is much more deeper because these, let's say there is a half, again, it's like some big pandemic, some catastrophe, and then we have again, like, I don't know, uh, half the population and the global population we have now, then we would be only, let's say, 30 or 40 years back into the past. So we would still get the same problem in a couple, in one generation, let's say, or, and it wouldn't be the same problem because we have different exponential technology, uh, which brings more existential risks, than before, so it wouldn't be the same. Probably it would get better in many areas, but worse than before. But then there, the, the key idea that I wanted to present in the last section is that <coughs> we are different than the cities. So the cities are different than the living organisms. So because the cities, when the cities scale, so scale, when the city scales, so this, when the cities scale, when they grow, uh, the bigger and bigger cities, uh, the, the more and more people live there, the, the higher and the higher crime rate or the more crime and the more pollution per person, per capita. So it's like the opposite. So it's not sub-linear linear scaling, but it's supra-linear scaling, which, which is quite interesting. And I think this is like the core problem. Um, something like that needs our needs are different from our desires so mm, I feel that this is this is the key issue and why is that uh, again then in, I brought into the picture uh, again Rene Girard and I brought uh, Alexander Bard like the Swedish philosopher uh, that I consider to be something like a Zizek 2.0 and um, I try to kind of play with this um, with this idea that okay like what is it what is that we are lacking why we are desiring so many things is it like because we try to uh, uh, mimic our neighbors is it keeping up with the Joneses is it something does it have something to do keeping up with our class with our for for some lack of love in our childhood I don't know but uh, it's this is like the very deep problem and then I brought of course like I brought three different utopias of Alexander Bard or one is Ecotopia another one is Cosmopolis another one is like Synthios or something like that and uh, I discussed like three different verbs that uh, can help us to get there like 
exaptation instead of adaptation, uh, imploitation uh, uh, instead of exploitation, and then something like prosuming instead of consuming. Uh, so I came up with another word called syngesting, so it's like uh, digesting and synthesizing. Um, so like digesting some pain and synthesizing it into something beautiful. So, um, and this is like the area where I got lost a little bit because uh, it's, it's like very deep. Um, uh, yeah, it's probably, and I, uh, I left it open-ended, like um, probably uh, that we have this left as humans and we probably will be never perfect, never enough. And maybe this is the point where we should stop trying to be perfect we should uh, focus on wholeness focus on health focus on vitality focus on um, not perfection but um, mm, on uh, continuation becoming ever better like you know like like as a calculus idea you know like ever better ever like more and more whole, uh, but not focus too much on perfection because uh, that's elusive. That's like another generation will be better. This is also the idea of arts and art. Like if it, uh, we uh, emulate or we uh, imitate saints, uh, so some priests, let's say they imitate saints, we imitate priests, or uh, then adults uh, imitate priests, and then children will imitate adults. So it's like the of like uh, having more and more of these like uh, positive kind of uh, not celebrities or but having some kind of like uh, role models and imitating them and then creating together uh, some kind of digital um, human computer hybrid network of collective sense making and like uh, something that can unite us or help us to bring the, uh, build these cosmopolises or like these places where we can live uh, in peace with different subcultures and also creating this ecotopia something like um, uh, focusing on technology to solve our problems so um, not just like focusing on political correctness or some kind of moralizing in, uh, but focusing on hard tech facing us through the circular economy and the central idea where I would like to conclude now is that uh, these pandemics and this uh, yeah brought us a new paradigm instead of efficiency we got into the paradigm of health so um, what is health in the context of economy what is health in the context of family health in the context of biology as Nora Bateson says like seeing trans contextually like uh, through different contexts and seeing health and I played with the idea that uh, there is like something like a vitality like anti-fragility and vitality and there is something like uh, well-being or robustness uh, and this is like uh, present in, in the relationships in the network that the network is robust and then so the well-being arises from the network as emerging property of our interactions, of our relationship. And then the third uh, aspect is wholeness. And this is like the third person view, like of wholeness. So it's like I played with the, the idea of health and like the vitality, uh, well-being and wholeness as these three aspects, three different views on health and of health. So, <coughs> so this is maybe uh, what I would like to focus on. I would like to focus or uh, sorry, conclude with um, the um, the quote that I made up, and it's like, uh, if we don't have a clear future, we are fragile, and when we are fragile, we don't have a clear future. So it's like um, we need to escape this vicious circle of indefinite uh, optimistic or pessimistic future of just riding some waves as they come and focusing on something proactive and building 
hundreds of companies in this game B space, uh, companies that would not uh, make addictive products, but they would be to help us to uh, reach our potential, reach our sovereignty, um, become more robust, become more anti-fragile, become more uh, healthy. So uh, we need to grab this opportunity and um, yeah, use it for something better. And uh, Peter Thiel, uh, his idea of So we are getting back to the future. At the same time, we are also getting back to the history. Uh, the Talibian wisdom, the Gilead source uh, wisdom is something like understanding tail risk and understanding like having this precautionary principle. So combining Talab and uh, Thiel. So this is my kind of very um, painful <laughs> way of describing things because I'm not so eloquent uh, as I would like to be uh, but this is maybe my kind of explanation of the article that I called the Talibian and Thelian moment and some basic idea behind it so and it's also like my kind of attempt at the one small little project maybe a, a separate uh, publication on medium and maybe a podcast that I call between ideas and subcultures mm, so thank you for listening and watching and uh, reading and i hope maybe you liked one idea and maybe you can uh, actually correct me where i did some mistakes and maybe you have some other ideas how we could reframe this um this problem of cities versus biological organizations or desires versus needs uh, exploitation exploitation or just like simple ideas uh, or the idea with the health vitality well-being and wholeness maybe i got it wrong or just like mm, i try to build on these ideas from talib and teal and mix in some game b ideas and probably i got many things wrong so but if you have if you like at least one thing uh, and and you endured through this uh, <laughs> noise and you found at least some little signal and into what i'm saying i'm totally grateful and i'm really happy that you uh that i could actually maybe brought some inspiration to you and i i promise i will get better with my uh, eloquency and with my style of speaking i will try to speed it up and make it like to the point and um yeah to bring more signal and to be less noise and but I hope um, you stay you stay safe and wish you all the best. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Take care.